well, this is it. This is the last episode of 3040 Vision. Season finale for... For season two, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and per- potentially the future. We have no potentially idea. Potentially the future, but we'll see. Uh, um, depends how much y'all love to hear our yeah. voices. If you don't want us canceled, let us know in the comments <laughs> on Twitter or a review. We never get reviews. We would like some ratings, you know. Yeah. I want to know that you care, that you listen, or else literally I'm doing my master's in the fall and I don't know how much time I'll have to do this. So Six like, seasons in a movie. Give, yeah. give Noah a reason to waste his time making a podcast. Yeah. Or invest. Depends how you all review it. True. I assume you'll be reading things at school and we'll be wanting oh. to talk about them. I'll probably have a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a change of pace. It will be. Glendon will be the one who who has to read on his own time, and I'll be the one who's in education. I've done so much reading in the past month. I know, I've heard all about it. Oh yeah, Matt's on. I, I don't know if you guys figured that out yet, but like Matt's here. We have Matt Howdy. for the, the roundup, the wrap-up. Uh, <laughs> resolution. Hopefully you all enjoyed that last episode. It was sure a banger. Am yeah. I right? Oh no! <laughs> I've heard nothing but good things. Matt didn't. Matt didn't listen to it. Hmm. I, I, yeah. I, to be fair, it's not out yet as of the moment we're recording. So, like, Matt actually hasn't heard that episode. So I'm just, I'm pretending I know what's going on. I'm here it, to sound pretty. Isn't that what life is all about? True. Ooh. Like especially it. university <laughs> honestly it's all about faking it till you make it that's yeah. the university life it really so like we're that. here to talk about peter dole today oh peter Lord. dole oh <laughs> tell me more no you <laughs> may have listened to the last episode to get that oh no <laughs> uh, that's too bad let's just say glendon popped off on peter dole the poor old man well, he's not a poor old man. He's a incompetent He's old, man. old man. Oh my! Well, at least there's one thing that's for sure. He's old. Yeah, do be that true. Um. Anyway, this is actually our last episode though of the season, and we're gonna do kind of like a, I don't know, a wrap up, a chat. We could have talked done... about. Did you ever get back to Darren? No. No. That's tragic. Okay. P- people have been wanting Darren on the podcast since the podcast's inception darren took weeks to respond to me and then i took a week to respond to him uh, it's a true romance no, maybe next season maybe next season or maybe sometime in the summer who knows yeah. <laughs> we might be able to plan we'll spend all our budget on colin and michaela true true actually no it was maddie that took up the budget <laughs> yeah <laughs> freaking bougie true. she wanted all God, the royalties no. <laughs> we can't talk about that on the podcast you can't just out someone like that <laughs> so like we've all gotten our second vaccinations at this point so that's so, yeah exciting our arms are either beginning to get sore or ending to get sore or are just not sore sure True. as as a uh, as someone who got theirs about a, almost almost a week ago now i can tell you that like the first day when you get it 
your arm starts to get sore by the end of it. And the next day, it's pretty sore the whole day. But I got a bit of fatigue, some chills, maybe a fever, but it was also really hot, so it was kind of hard to tell. Mm, fair. Um, but like overall, it was uh, it was just a rough kind of 24-ish hours, 24, 36 hours. And then after that, pretty much right back to normal. Yeah, like I, my initial like arm pain soreness wasn't really very bad. I don't think it was ever really bad. It was sort of like at the level I expected my first shot to be, mm. just based mm. on like, because you guys had yours before mine. And I was like, okay, I need to prepare for this. And then it was like, mm-hmm. my first shot was such a non-issue. And I was like, for this one, my arm was sore and I was super tired. And then I had a fever for like a few hours mm-hmm. and that was kind of it. I don't know. I guess I was like mildly achy, but not very much. Mm. Yeah, that's that's fair. I literally got poked this morning. Mm-hmm. So all I can feel is the pain in my arm. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. hope that it is just that yeah i didn't and that it goes away in 24 hours yeah i didn't really have anything until like i woke up the next morning and yeah. i was like okay same. here's some stuff nice that was the exact <laughs> same thing for me oh boy well i guess i have a lot to look forward to tomorrow don't i <laughs> yeah well i mean it's like it's not too bad like i still functioned like i did everything i normally would it was just like i felt really tired yeah i mm. just slept most of the day i wouldn't it's blame true. you it was funny because last night I came in and it was like, it was 11.30, 11.45. And I come in, I usually, like, Glendon's usually awake pretty late. Mm-hmm. And so I'm expecting Glendon to be around. But, like, everything in the house is off. Like, it, and I look around and it looks like nobody's been there. And I'm like, did is Glendon even here this weekend? So I, like, walked around, did, like, a full overview. And I'm like, maybe he just, like, went and stayed at, like, his sister's place or something for the, for the weekend. Mm. I'm like, uh, whatever. And then it was like six in the morning, six, six ish. And I'm just watching, watching my programs. And, uh, I just hear the toilet flush. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, maybe Glendon is here. In fairness, I'm coming off of like a camp schedule where it's like, yeah, you wake up seven 30, eight o'clock. And so it's true. I didn't want to depart from that too drastically. Fair. Do you go hard at camp? Um, in terms of like what sleep or just yeah in general, I don't know. It's <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a lot of like seven seven thirty mornings, but you're usually in bed by like twelve. Oh, I rip. don't know. <laughs> it can be rough on the bright side. Like at camp, you're actually getting exercise and running around, and so like you're generally actually tired when you go to bed. Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. a fair point. You're not just staircases Mm. yeah it's true but no it was funny like my two vaccination experiences were so dramatically different because my first one noah you were there it was just like a tiny pharmacy on the edge of forest lawn (laughs) yeah and we i went in i did some paperwork sat down for like maybe five minutes waiting for the next person I went to like the nurse's tiny office. She gave me the shot. And then I was like, I chilled around the office for like 10 minutes and then left. And that was it. This one, I go to the Genesis Center, which is freaking huge. So Mm. big. Like I get in there and there's signage. Oh my God. And then I exit. I go outside and walk to a different building. 
there are like safety cones, like traffic cones in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is what is this? There's like a, a queue that is completely empty, and the queue is like overlooking a full university-sized gymnasium with just row after row of tables. Yep. And I'm like, I am entering into a movie right now. <laughs> And, like, for me, I I was pretty similar. I mean, Matt and I got our vaccination at the same place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Co-op. That's where Glendon was supposed to get vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, Did we tell that that story? I don't know if we did. Uh, Well, anyway, I guess I'll quick overview of, like, I went and I got vaccinated. Glendon was supposed to get in at, like, a couple hours after me, so we were just going to hang around. Then I'm like, hey, can my friend get his vaccine right after mine just so we can get out of here? And they're like, yeah, sure, we can do that. So then I went and I got Glendon. He goes up to the counter and they're like, hey, do you have an Alberta healthcare card? And he's like, nope. They're like, do you have a number? And he's like, nope. They're like, well, can't get vaccinated today. (laughs) And he's like, oh. And I swooped in there and I'm like, so, I mean, I know that like my friend here couldn't get it, but I've got another roommate who could take his place if that's okay. And they're like, does he have an Alberta healthcare card? And I'm like, I think so. Good enough for them, and 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 that's how that's how Matt, Matt got vaccinated. True. But this time, I I got mine at the Telus Convention Center in like the heart of downtown Calgary. So I hopped on my dad's electric scooter, scooted down there in like thirty degree weather. Oh man! Tra- found the Telus Convention Center because it was not labeled properly on Google Maps, um, and I just like carried my scooter throughout the the center, which was really streamlined. I have to say, it was like super. Like, you knew where to go. They got you through fast. I didn't have any waiting time at all. I just walked up, went to my station, waited around after, and, and that was it. But it was, like, it was, there were so many people, and it was, like, it was really cool. I don't know. I thought it was, it was very different, exciting. I had a lot of waiting time. Like, I <laughs> I got in, my my jab was scheduled for 7.10, and I think I got there maybe a little bit before that time, and I actually got the vaccination at 7:45. Dang. There was a lot of waiting. That's pretty wild. Yeah, like today this morning, it was probably as fast as my first one to be honest cuz oh, wow. my um I went with my family actually. We all mm. went um Haley included. We all went to the same pharmacy and they were just like, "Here's the paperwork." And I was like, "Okay." And then they threw us into a tiny office where the guy was just like, "Yeehaw, phase 3." And then poked me <laughs> put it in and then pulled out that's what she said and it was as easy as that that's what she said your own comment i don't know if that's how it works (laughs) i'm okay with that (laughs) like i i had i was sitting in a queue that like went down the entire length of the gymnasium snaked back into the middle and i had to wait for most of that That and then that's brutal i pretty quickly because i had a line of like check-in desks and i pretty quickly got through that and then I got to, like, the woman who was going to vaccinate me, and she was like, all right, just wait here. And then there's a line of, like, nurses getting, like, the vaccination supplies. Oh. And so I had to wait again as she got that. It was really strange. Wait, Glendon, you need to tell Matt how you got to the Genesis Center. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Seven Ange drove me. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I, like, so... Because I texted you, and you were like, I'm not available. And yeah, I was at work literally I, all day. I think I messaged Noah again, and he was like, no, I'm I'm not there. And so I, yeah. like, 
quickly went into panic mode, basically, like, <laughs> on the drive back from camp, which is a little under a two-hour drive. I spent around half of it, maybe, like, messaging everyone I knew in the Calgary area, and, like, I put up a tweet on Twitter, and I was like, who oh, is available? And just, like, went through, like, who was active on um Messenger. And I guess I sent you the one message, um, because... I get a hold of Seb, who I mm-hmm. I haven't seen definitely since before the pandemic. It's probably been like around two years since I last hang out with Seb and Ange. And mm-hmm. I like sent him a birthday or I tried to call him for his birthday this year and like it didn't quite work out. And so like we just haven't really talked. And I was like, are you busy this evening? I need a ride. He's like, where and when? Where are you located? Too easy. Those were his words. Like, too easy. I'll be at your place by 6.45. The swagger on the Just such confidence. And then I was like, I got to chat with them again, which was super cool. Yeah. Do they, like, live close to where we are? I didn't get around to asking, but I can't imagine they were super far away. Or they're just Mm. genuinely, like, generally, genuinely, both of those words. They're just nice people. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. That sounds about right. Haven't heard back from those goons in a hot sec, so yeah. And I need to clarify because I feel like I was perhaps a little bit thrown under the bus here about driving Glendon. So there's a little miscommunication about why I couldn't drive Glendon. Oh, because I feel like the reasons that were apparently discussed between you two were not the reasons I wasn't able to drive Glendon. Yeah, because you oh. were just in Airdrie, which I'd forgotten yeah. about. I I had no idea. I for some reason I remember having a conversation. Where I was like, oh, it's the Genesis Center. And it may have been a joke or something, but I remember you being like, that's too far north. I'm not <laughs> going to do that. I was like, okay, no. I guess I guess I'll I would have literally else. been on the way to Airdrie, dude. Literally like, on the way. I was like, because like I would have, had I been around, I would have done it. But I was literally, literally eating a tuna poke bowl at that point. So like... <laughs> It was I was a little busy, but like it was it wouldn't have been that inconvenient because I I mean I drove that like literally a million yeah. times with Matt back when we were ha- like par- house hunting and it's like a seventeen minute hunting. drive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not far. That's more convenient than going to Forest Lawn was. Ah, uh, probably about the same to be honest. Forest Lawn is not that far, and Forest Lawn was close to a bunch of like there were a bunch of good uh, places to go to. Yeah, so that was we're all vaccinated now. Yeah. In two weeks, probably by the time this episode comes out, I'll oh, be able to yeah. go and watch movies. True. I mean, you kind of still can, really. Yeah, it's just different. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Because, yeah, I actually went to watch um, a movie with family and Haley. Um, we went to watch A Quiet Place 2 in theaters. Okay. And I think the way that they had it booked was that, like, when you booked a seat, they automatically had seats to your left and right. Yeah. Like, cut off yeah yeah um and which was pretty interesting but i mean since we were all kind of part of the same cohort we were all just kind of like we got the whole road to ourselves that was fun nice i've heard a lot about like the the measures i guess that theaters are taking in place and that's probably like perfectly safe i'm just i don't know it's a whole mindset i'm i'm excited to like not have to worry about anything so the reason i've gathered you all here today (laughs) I have a confession to make. Oh, oh an Ambrose confession to make. No, oh. we don't talk about them anymore. Oh, right. 
Rest in peace. I like. I didn't like though today on the conventions page. There was finally like a normal like average confession that you would expect from like the early days, and the creator just went all right to that oh, one. Oh, tragic. And I'm like, what the heck, guys? <laughs> They're jaded. It's too late now. I wonder if they still watch. <laughs> Probably not. I highly, highly doubt that. But if you do, we miss the old confessions page. <laughs> back before it was all just meme submissions. It's true. Bring sexy back. Bring sexy back. That's exactly uh, it. Oh man. Um, but no, but, I actually have a real confession. Go on. I'm abandoning my roommates. <gasps> oh, that's true. Yes. Abandon is a strong word, but like, sure. I'm leaving them forever. <laughs> that's depressing. Forever is also a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving across Canada. That that is correct. That, that is, is that is that is that is indeed accurate. I'm moving to London actually. Ooh. Um and uh London Ontario. Yeah, cheap knockoff London. Yeah. yeah, the knockoff London. And we so... have London at home. Oh god. <laughs> that's actually that's a good one I should use it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um so I I like have two roommates currently that we've uh we've we've come together and we have a place that's basically rented, not officially, but we're still waiting on confirmation. Right. But like there's two of us. So there's me, there's Jake, and there's Alyssa. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I don't know Alyssa really at all because I know her through Jake. Jake's a really nice guy, soft-spoken, good planner, kind of organized a lot of these things. No one and really Alyssa's likes kind Jake. Of been, I like Jake. He's just a nice, he's a nice guy. Jake, if you're listening um, to this for some strange reason, that'd like, be weird. Noah's your fan. It's true. true. It's also the end of the podcast, so hopefully he records. <laughs> if we ever record again, maybe we'll get you on it if you really make a good impression. You could be here. True, exactly. <laughs> um, this could be you, Jake. You can talk about economics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be confused. Um, <laughs> no, but like, and, and Alyssa seems really nice too, but she's, I just haven't talked to her very much, and she's like, she's done a lot of the organizing, but we've been trying to find a fourth roommate because we rented a four-bedroom place. So we ended up with like two different candidates, um, one guy and one girl. Okay. And so we planned to do two different like interviews, kind of like get to know each other, whatever, like, you know, gauging sessions. That mm -hmm. sounds weird, but like, yeah. Um, <laughs> speed gauging. Speed gauging. Uh, so it's, we planned one for like noon on like a Thursday and then one for like uh, 630 uh, later on that Thursday. And so I had to wake up for noon, which, as some of you may know, is difficult for me because I go to bed at like 7, 7.30 a.m. Yeah. So um, I, I was a little bit tired and upset that I had to wake up that early. But I'm like, you know what? It's just a quick little interview. I'll go downstairs and I'll go back to bed. So I go downstairs. I hop on the Zoom call where the three of us are waiting. We're like, hey, so like this guy's supposed to show up, right? And, and um, they were like, yeah, he's like... He said he had to work later, but he's free now. And we'll just give it a few minutes. 15 minutes passes. Oh, and we're no. just like, okay. Man's I guess dead. he's just not showing. So, like, I, I get off the call. And I'm, like, kind of pissed at this point. Because it's like, I woke up for this. Like, how do you literally tell someone that, like, you're busy later. So you have to do it right at this moment. And then not show up. And not tell anyone that you're not showing up. Like, how can you be that? like not only disrespectful of other people's time but just irresponsible like it just says a lot about what kind of a potential roommate he would have been and then like he never got back to you right like and he... then he never as far as i'm aware he never got back to any of us yikes but well. i mean that that could change i mean who knows but like um really just frustrating 
But yeah, anyway, so then we ended up interviewing like four more people and the process was long and and difficult. But uh, the first person we ended up interviewing of those four ended up being really nice. And she uh, came prepared with like a bunch of questions and like asked us about conflict management. And it was like almost overly prepared, but I was impressed. And uh, she seemed nice and responsible and she'll end up being our fourth roommate. And uh, yeah, so I don't know if you listen to this for some absurd reason that I can't think of. Thank you for being a good person and showing up on time for your interview. Sometimes that's all it takes. That's right. You miss 100% of the jobs you don't show up to. It's true. Michael Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so those are my replacements for Matt and Glendon. Yeah. Uh, We define a replacement for Noah. That That is true. That needs to happen sooner rather than later. (laughs) Hey, if you're listening to this episode... Please. And if no, you don't say that don't say that, Glendon. Don't say that. <laughs> oh my. But I will say we we can do a free giveaway. Oh, oh no. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tell us no. if you're listening about to this it. podcast and you really want a dresser, like just a big <laughs> fat dresser. One that'll store all your clothes. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of them. All of them. Uh hit us up. Get dressed. Get dressed. Hashtag get dressed. 3040. <laughs> oh, my oh, that's the dream. We do know one person that recently got a job Very who true. could maybe pay for rent now. <laughs> Who's that? Are you not part of the group chat, Glendon? I don't. Is he not? Surely he is. What are you talking about? Can we say he's... his name? I don't care. Okay. Uh, Lucas. Oh, I I'm not yeah. in that podcast. Or what? in that what group chat? <laughs> group chat. Oh, I guess are you he... not? I guess not. Hey. Oh, that's weird. Wild. Um, but yeah. He's working at a ramen place or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know. It's like, that's wonderful. Yeah, I'm like, you know, he could he could be, the, he could be a per, good replacement. It's one of the yeah. options. He's I'm clean. Sure. He's clean. <laughs> We'd have his record. It's all right. Yeah. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. Nothing is said. Yeah. But you guys actually need to get on that, like, so probably, cool. like, soon. Probably, like, this weekend. We need to yeah. plan. We'll do that today. To the, today or tomorrow, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either one. I'm going to say it and then it's going to happen. Okay, cool. That's called a speech act. It is currently July 24th as I'm editing this, and they still don't have anyone even moderately lined up as a roommate. I'm getting worried. I mean, I'll probably Mm. be awake if we do it tomorrow. So we do. Are you not awake right now? I am in a state of metaphysical limbo. He's full. I am. I am full. I do not know who I am, That's or how good. I got here. What'd you eat? Uh, we had uh, Kinjo. Your boy had a ramen and oh. a lot of good Japanese food. Oh. And I will admit, I am, I am but a shell of the man that I could be. Whoa. Sorry, oh, no. Glendon, go ahead. Noah, do you know what that joke comes from? Which one? The speech act one? No, the like I, I'm full or whatever. No, no. Oh, like. I assumed that was a Loki reference. Was that not a Loki reference? No. Okay. A show I have yet to watch, but yeah. I heard it's good. Because like at one point, very good. at one point, someone asks if Loki is drunk, and he says, "I'm not drunk. I'm full." <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, that. that's like, like, a Norwegian term for drunk or mm-hmm. whatever, which is like, or like the the Norwegian word is similar or something like that. It's like, oh, very funny. There, are, there are layers. Gratefully, I'm not either. <laughs> um, this is such a very typical 3040 Vision episode. Yeah. This yeah. goes back to our roots. This does go back to our roots. This is what people talk about. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Talk about nothing for the first 25, 30 minutes. This is what people listened for, right? <laughs> Just <laughs> true. nonsense. All, all two of them. Ooh. At least one of them. Matt, you didn't, have to, you didn't have to do that. We have us, like man. 30 to 40 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I miss the old days. Mm. Pre-pandemic. Yeah, that, those are old days, yeah. It's kind of wild that this podcast is almost entirely taking place during the pandemic. It's when you really think about strange because yeah. we started in like November. November. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. we had. Well, yeah. And that would have been right when the like right when the COVID was like first starting to spread was November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so weird. I showed Noah. I found like a, a Reddit thread on like a season discussion of The Good Place, which came out. I guess that episode came out like January 2020 and people were talking about like this COVID thing that was happening and they're like, yeah, this isn't a big deal. I feel like like Facebook moms are going to get really worked up about it. And like even people who are anti-vax are going to get like super up on this vaccine, even though it's not going to affect them or impact them in any way. And I'm like, this is such a weird conversation to see. Now- I guess we're all Facebook moms now. <laughs> yes. Huh? Oh, it's just, it's crazy how much is kind of changed and also just not changed at all yeah. over the last like year and eight months yeah of this podcast i mean when we started there was so much excitement yeah i know but now we're just now we're at the tail end of it like when, when we when we started podcast. we were excited to see the next star wars movie it's true how things have changed that, i know how the mighty have fallen we were excited to like go to on a on a, oh, a travel study God. that was first revealed on this podcast yeah that was a thing that still makes me upset like you had literally were like hey we need another person for the travel study you want to hop on yeah and i'm like oh i had to fill out forms really quick and then suddenly i was doing it and we were going to meetings yeah. and it was so exciting yeah that's so sad yeah and then just <laughs> The sadness of oh it's canceled man we were really looking forward to that yeah and then oh everything's canceled everything is shut down the entire world is gone 2020 the year of cancel true <laughs> the real cancel culture oh COVID's the real cancel culture COVID's the real cancel culture and like it's just man the amount of excitement and then the amount of just like sadness and upsetted upsetness like april yeah yeah it was really like march and april were so surreal yeah and it's it's still so weird to me that like like you said so much of this podcast has basically just yeah. been over distance which has. i think when we planned it that wasn't a thing we had any conception of like man like we did not know that that podcast was sarah was gonna be yeah that was like our last in-person podcast yeah for a while <laughs> for the rest of at least this podcast life. yeah yeah and that was was that our first real like interview podcast that was then? we hadn't done anything before then that was our seventh episode <laughs> yeah um and that's counting the two-parters so that was like the yeah, sixth thing we recorded yeah. Because we had, yeah, we had Purity Culture, which apparently was a good episode, and then the Charismatic Church, and, like, suddenly it's COVID-19, and it's just, like, yeah. sadness. Yeah. 
we had like basically two episodes just about COVID. <sighs> yeah. I just remember I was, yeah, I was in a pretty bad place originally. Yeah. Uh, when it first happened, I talked about that in that episode. Yeah. If you want to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Um, that's the episode entitled Grief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I took a lot from Hillary McBride at that point. I think. Yeah. Like we'll have, including the double episode, we'll have 26 episodes in total. And only seven really? of those are pre-COVID. That's crazy to think about. It's so strange. <clears throat> And again, of those seven, two of those were like yeah, technically one episode. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I mean, the first episode was just you naming off random names <laughs> you came up with. So what a good time! <laughs> and then the second episode is you ranting about Joker. I mean, in <laughs> fairness, you asked me to do that. I did, and we somehow strung it around empathy, and it worked. We did. And then you ranted about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So much of this early. The early yeah. episodes were just Star Wars. It sucks because we kind of hit like after mental health, which was good. Yeah. I think it was an important episode to talk yeah. about that. But then we kind of hit like a bit of a, a groove mm. with like purity culture and charismatic church. And I feel I wonder what would have happened Ooh. had there not been a pandemic. Mm. Yeah, because we were really starting to like nail some stuff and it got completely derailed by like grief, basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the same time, I think like th- there's so many good hits this season. And it's true. I think like I I don't know if we would have gotten Nikhail and Colin without mm. like shifting to distance. That's valid. Mm-hmm. It definitely made it a lot more accessible for you to be able to get high profile characters like them. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't even know if we we'd have been able to do the previous episode without like shifting our format slightly. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, we would have needed a lot more mics. It's true. True. And so it worked. It really worked out because both D and Anna had, like, good mics. They did. Oh, they do? Damn. Yeah. And it sounded really, really, like, it sounded good. Yeah. Crisp. I yeah. also, like, I feel like without the pandemic, it would just be such a different trajectory. Yeah. Just because I think of, like, my own view of the world and how much the way I see the world right now is dependent on like what the pandemic exposed and how many, like just like the, the different faults in social structures and things and like the black lives matter marches. And yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, my own perspectives and well, yeah, my own spirituality and my own, like, whatever I call my religious leanings at this point, which may or may not have a label at all, is so deeply affected by just how the pandemic led me to to experience different viewpoints, but also to just read different people. Yeah. Like, would I be going and doing my master's and specifically focusing on Ralph Waldo Emerson? Right. Like, that's... like. I think that has to be partially the result of the pandemic. And like a lot of my own beliefs have been influenced by Emerson or by Mm -hmm. um, various people I've read or or had time to listen to because of the pandemic. Yeah. Like Peter Rollins. Yeah. I mean, it's Alan Watt. Yeah. It's so the, the what ifs are always so weird and like, and they're kind of pointless to think about. They're kind of pointless. They're a fun exercise. There is no such thing as what if, but it's true. all there is is what is. It's true. Without the pandemic, we would have done the travel study. And who yeah, we would have to say what, what would become of that? 
we might yeah that would be that would have been wild yeah. that would have been fun but can't really dwell on that mm-hmm. it's true such as the past we're currently in the present yeah i it's mean true. i think i think about this a lot i don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast but i remember like after one episode we went and like looked at the one college that i almost went to and oh, how yeah. sucky it was and bad it was and i feel like because i've definitely become more progressive at my time at ambrose but mm. i don't know if it's fair to say that ambrose made me progressive like mm. as much as i think things are a little deterministic i i i don't know i just feel like the things that have led me to the place that i am somehow would have always happened like i would have always wound up in conversations with people and like mm. expanded my mind view i think i got there a lot faster mm. because of like what i was taught at ambrose and the people i met at ambrose but the person i am yeah. now i feel like is someone i was always going to be i don't know well i mean the person that you are now is the only person that is yeah very true like yeah we can play the what if game and yeah you're probably right that you would have showed up there one way or another just because that's how you're the dna of the situation <laughs> It's wild to see how the pandemic has influenced our different paths. Like, yeah. I mean, I only, I think I only moved out because of the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Kind of same, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Because, Matt, you had like that solid uh, Serb money. <laughs> <laughs> True. And I was like, I can afford rent for a little bit. Yeah. I want to get out of the house for once in my life. And I haven't looked back since, honestly. Yeah. Being able to live at home. Um, <clears throat> In a home that isn't just my family house is a mm. very liberating feeling. It really obviously. is. Yeah, I was just thinking about that in terms of like, I feel like I always wanted to get off of residence. I mean, I'd spent four years on res, but mm. definitely the pandemic was a very like, kind of a kick in the pants. Like, I can't be here. I need to be elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if I hadn't gone hiking with Ethan because we wanted to get out and like see each other during the pandemic, then we wouldn't have talked about moving out. Mm-hmm. And then we wouldn't have gone to that get together at Lucas's place. True. We wouldn't have dragged Matt into it, kicking and screaming. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Like, yeah. Cause I remember it was very just like, Hey, you want to check out some houses? Like, yeah, hey, you know, why not? It's very much like, I remember thinking back and being like, that was just like a totally spontaneous decision. <laughs> It was literally like, hey, Matt, we need a third roommate. You in? And like, that was like, like, I had known Matt at that point a little bit, but like, we'd hung out maybe like two times in the last like six, eight months. Yeah, something like that. So it wasn't like a new Matt, like super well. It was just more like, hey, I like Matt. We played Pokemon Go one time. (laughs) Let's let's drink what all good friendships are made of. (laughs) That's right. It's true. Was a friendship, if not bonding by Pokemon Go. It's true. And then I drove Matt around the city for like a month. Mm-hmm. Oh, good times, those. That was... But yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we moved out. We found a place. We met Gil. Mm. Yeah. That was wild. I remember that story. I don't know if I've told it on the podcast. But basically, like, I used to work at, like, one of the bigger churches in Calgary. Mm. And they also happened to attend, like, Gil and his wife and family all attended the same church. <clears throat> and so um, when we were looking for houses, we happened to stumble upon this one that I think Ethan found. Or no, was this it, was me. Was it you that found This might house? have been my mom. I don't oh. remember. 
I can't remember how it happened, but like yeah. we went to the place and we met the landlords yep. and like their faces looked really familiar because I had seen them around like once or twice in like the choir or something. And I was like, do I, do you go to this church? And they were like, yeah. And it's like, no kidding. So do I. And and that was, I think because we had made that connection, we were able to kind of secure mm. um, that house, which is pretty sweet. Oh, they, they wanted us to take that house. It's true. <laughs> and, and then like we moved in and COVID was not bad at that point. So like the very first day, Glendon just showed up. That's true. <laughs> he was he was there and he was like, Hey, your bookshelf. And he helped me organize my bookshelf. What a time. And then we went to Peter's while Nikayla was coming over yeah. to like do like a ceremonial like uh housewarming thing. And we left all the people that kind of would have known each other or wouldn't have, I guess wouldn't have known each other um, because it was like Nikayla and Logan and some other guy from Awaken who I actually don't know um, came over and then it was just I think Matt it would have just been you and Haley right probably yeah that sounds about right and like you and Haley didn't really know Nikayla or Logan at all mm-hmm. and... yeah like I'd, I'd known Logan a little bit before yeah. and I had seen and heard about Nikayla it was kind of like Loki having a celebrity in the house. I was like, whoa. And I just show up with a bunch of fries and <laughs> so many fries. That's the dream. Uh, it, was, it was and it was so good. And then we had oh God, this is maybe bad to admit, but we had like a pretty decent housewarming party that week, too. <laughs> and yeah. I just remember the stress because Ethan had an employee at his work test positive for COVID. So we had to get a test before we had the party. Oh. He was kind of stressing out about that. Well, and then it was fine. Last summer is so weird to think about in retrospect. Because yeah. last mm-hmm. summer, the numbers, like, they got, they were bad in, like, March and April. And then by, like, July, the numbers were super, super low. And they were kind of on the upswing again in August. But nobody really understood what that meant. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of like, everything's low. Everything's fine. Let's whatever and then november everything spiked and then it spiked again in march and i was like oh we actually had a really good last summer oh okay oh god and that just reminds me of we recorded our first episode of the podcast of the new season yeah it would have been really would it would it have been that first week i think so would it it would have been september i think Sometime early on where I invited Glendon over and then Matt showed up late and he just popped down for like the last 10 minutes or something. Yeah, that was pretty fun. That was a good time. And like, I just remember in that first episode, we talked about how endings are new beginnings. Yeah. And how like we talked about how all our friendships were like, or I maybe I should I shouldn't say we because I don't remember how how much you were actually agreed with what I said. Right. I talked about how a lot of my friendships it felt like were on hold yeah. or at least like we weren't doing anything together ever probably again because i knew how the future was gonna go i was pretty bang on i have to say because i did say the the group of us our friend group would never all be in the same room together yeah. again and i was just, i'm still technically right i mean you had said but... that even before <laughs> then though i did and this it just worked conveniently to my point but like and it's not like i remember saying at the time like i'm not upset because like people aren't don't want to hang out or whatever like i get life happens yeah like everybody's starting new things 
and like getting married or or having kids or or getting new places or moving or starting new jobs like so much was happening and just thinking about it now maybe you know a nice little you know kind of try to conclude with the theme we opened it with right mm-hmm. life's a circle it rhymes whoa <laughs> wow um and like we're at a similar point kind of hmm. maybe a little early because i mean i'm not leaving for another month and a half two months but like this time it's my ending is a new beginning (laughs) wow yeah like i will be leaving everything that started because of the pandemic yeah moving out yeah i'll be leaving all the friendships that happened before the pandemic and because of ambrose Mm -hmm. and moving across the country to start something brand new Mm -hmm. and like i'm not and I and I realize I'm gonna make another prediction now. Okay. This is oh, a sad prediction. I realize that I probably won't get to see people like friends as much this summer as I probably would have thought or yeah. wanted. And mm-hmm. I'm at first I was sad about that and like, man, I'm leaving literally in two months. Like, do people not do people not understand that? But I get it. Like mm-hmm. I totally get it. People like life is just happening and people are busy and people are are starting all these different things or working in big jobs or, mm-hmm. or, or like, and I mean, look at Sarah joy. She has like a six month old kid now. And like people are just all of our friends, like even Matt, you and Haley are just like grooving along. Happy as can be. And that was a pandemic yeah. relationship. That was a pandemic was. relationship. Jeez. And, and Ethan, Ethan's freaking engaged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was well, like, wild. Like, it's so many people are just really like a lot happened over the pandemic it's true it it was a year and it was and like sadly it just means that i'm probably not going to get to say a lot i spend a lot of time with people before i say like a big long year-long goodbye yeah at least not in the same way you would have had this pandemic not happen for sure potentially but maybe maybe i i don't know i think i mean it's impossible to know yeah it's just I'm just trying to reconvey the point I made in the very first episode of like everyone's moving forward in life mm-hmm. and it sucks. But at the same time, that's what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you have to hold everything very loosely. Loosely. Yeah. Um, like I even think just I'm so weirdly glad that of all people and like this was no plan. I didn't think this out. I was just mm. who's active on Facebook. Okay. Seb Avila's is I'll ask him and then worked out and then we talked for like basically the first time in two years probably and then Mm -hmm. we were like wow like we should we should hang out again we should get lunch or whatever and maybe that'll happen maybe it won't but I think it's just again you you have to hold things loosely it's nothing is certain you just try your best and I think Mm -hmm. after as we're all like stepping out of this phase of isolation and everything i think it's it's so i think we're gonna make the effort to like engage with one another again but it's going to be different like Mm. and that's i mean university was a season of life i went to university for five years i made so many friends etc etc um i want to keep in contact with a lot of those people Mm -hmm. um but it can't be the same because you're not like living in the same area with them constantly you can't go back yeah i i think i think of like some of my friends that i had not really in high school but while i was in high school Mm -hmm. and some of those were people i like 
I tried to keep in contact with while I was at university. And yeah. I remember having co- conversations of like things drift apart and that's nobody's fault. Right. Yeah. Like, I think you said that in episode one of the season. I probably did. Like we had this idea of friendships where if everything works out, everything should be perfect. Mm. Um, but it's possible to make no mistakes and still lose is lose. a dramatic statement. But like, are you, did you just quote Captain Picard? I did Picard? just quote Captain Picard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like life happens. Whatever happens, happens. And that's okay. You just have to not sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Matt, you have anything you want to add to this? I don't know. It's it's just weird to kind of like, especially now that we're kind of in a stage where um, most like 70% of um, I think Canadians have had their first doses, something like mm-hmm. this, right? And, and a bunch of folks are having their second one sort of in tow, True. much like the three of us. Um, <clears throat> and I guess like reflecting a little bit on all of that and just thinking about mm-hmm. how people are excited to kind of revert back to um to to normal pre-pandemic mm-hmm. uh, and to be able to just get outside and to see people and yeah. to have indoor gatherings without the fear of getting slapped with a ten thousand dollar fine True. or something um it's crazy to think about how um in a way it's like it there there is sort of an end to this sort of pandemic um time probably the fastest that i think we've had at least in terms of pandemic time periods mm. in, in recent history. And and just to think about how this second dose almost symbolizes sort of, again, this, this end and new beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and you like, I guess in this particular context, a lot of people are hoping that this end can uh, rekindle what once was. Um, mm. And yet I, I don't think that's going to necessarily be the case. And I don't think, I think there's a lot of folks that are hoping to kind of um, redefine what normal looks like moving forward, mm-hmm. especially over the course of this year. And some mm-hmm. we've had like social, um, <clears throat> social rights movements. Yeah, precisely. There's been uh, sort of displacement of the status quo to the point where um, people have become um, more aware of mm-hmm. things that one, that at some point would have been um, ignorantly blissful <laughs> and or blissfully ignorant about yeah to put it more accurately and now that we've gone through sort of this um this season of life that has really sort of um open that has lifted the carpet to reveal all of the mm. um all the trash so yep. to speak like what is it that we're going to do um to kind of create a better beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of something that a lot of us are thinking about, whether it's like Noah moving uh, <laughs> across the country <laughs> to do his um, master's, whether it's like, um, for example, Ethan getting engaged yeah. and yeah. starting his new life. It's just like, I think a lot of these endings and beginnings is that I think there's something to be said about starting and restarting in a way that's better than what we uh, than than before. Yeah. yeah, having these new beginnings, I think, is something that hopefully will be of importance to people moving forward.
Yeah. There's something comfortable about the idea of, like... Patriarchy. I mean, what? what? No, no. <laughs> that was not even remotely where I was going. Um, I don't know. I just got thinking, You get, neither of you guys have seen Inside Lewin Davis, have you? No. Nope. No. It's... That sort of theme is sort of, like, a big part of that movie, as well as, I think, a lot of Coen Brothers movies, is the idea of, like, life is very cyclical, but, like, there are small changes that kind of make all the difference. Hmm. The theme of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's so weird because I keep thinking about all of the people I'm going to reconnect with, and I'm sort of, like, I don't know, everything has become more complicated. And I don't think that's a Mm. bad thing, but I think it's a thing we need to be aware of. And Mm -hmm. I don't know where everyone stands on the same issues that I do anymore, which makes friendships interesting. It makes connection interesting, but that's life. I don't know. Yeah. We're diving right back into our whole discussion of how do you be friends with people who are fundamentally opposed to what you believe? I mean, this is a thing who you are. This is a thing that's on my mind because I'm like, I just came is, back from a week of camp, and so this is, like, what I'm directly engaging with. And it's one of the major themes of this season. We've talked about yeah. that at least three times yeah. on our podcast. Because it's, like, like as, as Matt was talking about, we're at a point where we can have some new beginnings, start some things over, and, and change the systems that have been oppressing people. Yeah. Uh, systems that have oppressed uh, black people mm-hmm. for for centuries. Um, we've seen the Black Lives Matter movement um, come to the forefront in in the social social uh, areas over the last year, and we've seen um, maybe to a bit of a lesser degree, but still, even like, the queer movement yeah. come forward um, and be be more vocal. And then, especially over the last few months, the Indigenous people of Canada yeah. and and the harms that have been caused with red- residential schools and the yeah. attempted genocide yeah. of of indigenous people by not only the canadian government but the catholic church yeah i mean we've been we've been digging up mass graves and that's we haven't even had the chance to talk about that on this podcast both metaphorically and literally yeah like Mm -hmm. um there's skeletons in our closet and i mean at the same time like the southern baptist convention is going through like Mm -hmm. huge shifts and reevaluations right now about like how have we treated treated women? How have we treated each other in this congregation? Yep. Um, yeah, poorly, mostly. Um, there's a lot happening. And even in the sense of like an individual, I mean, Noah, you're going to another I... university. True. And that means you're going to a place where you have no context, <clears throat> where nobody has any context of you. And you get to it's, yeah. sort of be whoever you want to be you have it's true no like prior obligations that you're bound to i have sure. no reputation you have no reputation <laughs> not I, yet <laughs> i know i can be canceled so much quicker i mean what um i no, feel like you need like... a reputation to be canceled <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, or i could just i could just i guess what would you call someone who's just not even relevant and just irrelevant <laughs> okay fine yeah okay good good point but it's like there's yeah there's a lot of these like we have a a point where we can make a fresh start and do some things over and make reparations make changes and and give back to these people what we've taken to some extent 
um, especially I'm referring to indigenous people, but I think yeah. honestly it works for people of color too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly it works for women and it works for queer people too. A straight white male is true of a made a mess though. That's I should not say. Right. Matt's not white, and I was gonna say I was. I Thanks, was gonna fans. <laughs> Matt, you're you're free of at least one of those <laughs> three deadly Ooh. sins. <laughs> uh. Um, but no, like for real, we have a chance to start over and make things better. And the question is, how do we change and implement these changes in a way that is both like decisive and fair and and mm-hmm. and just right yeah. but in a way that somehow we don't become fundamentalistic mm. fundamentalist and we don't become fundamentalists about about our beliefs we don't hold everything so tightly that yeah. that we end up um just overly i don't know i, I don't want to say like antagonistic yeah, overly antagonistic. Or how do we deal with the antagonism that's yeah. going to be at work? That's a better way to put it. How do we deal with the antagonism that is going to be at play in the coming years? Because it's going to be there. Whether it's yeah. climate change, whether it's regarding race relations, whether it's regarding um, how we how we treat the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. especially in, in church institutions. Mm-hmm. There's going to be antagonism. How do we deal with it? How do you deal with the fact that no one is going to think exactly the same and there's going to be disagreements and yeah. and what do we what do you do um and that's been a major theme this season Mm -hmm. about how do we deal with not only injustice such as in the case of like ravi zacharias or you want to talk about john vanier Mm -hmm. um or or injustice just in like social injustice Mm -hmm. but how do we deal with the antagonism that seems inherent to not just our systems but our world that's just the world is antagonistic yeah how do we deal with it? Yeah. And like there's one, the fundamentalist option, which is get rid of all antagonism. Mm-hmm. Try to get rid of the other side so then there is none because you're right, right and they're wrong. So Make it a pure culture. Peace through assimilation. Yeah. Peace through assimilation, which is what people, that's not what, that's what the colonialists tried on the indigenous people. Sure. I was going to say it's a very Roman uh, style that. of peace. True. <laughs> Just force the other side out or eliminate it yeah or, or force them to believe what you believe speak exactly. the way you speak yep because you can only have one way of thinking because that's the only pure way of thinking yeah and how do you but how do you how do you accept and and live into that antagonism while also standing for the rights and the 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 well-being of of people who've been oppressed by a lot of the people who are being antagonistic Mm -hmm. yeah it's that's a difficult place to be especially because like on on the level of like policy making Mm -hmm. and um sort of creating movements that actually have um a noticeable impact within sort of the um like within that sort of policy making sphere it's very difficult to kind of embrace um uh to healthily embrace antagonism in such a way where mm. it, it's difficult because um there's this element of like if you're not willing to embrace dichotomous thinking mm. um policy doesn't change because um the the re- unfortunate reality of typical policy making at least as far as i understand it 
is is one wherein the most clear and direct side is able to m- most effectively create policy that affects the most change whereas the nuanced view of mm. like a, a nuanced view of a part any any particular issue uh, often is left to the wayside mostly because those who have more um, fundamentalist leanings in their mm-hmm. ideology will typically have a stronger voice just by virtue of their either their charisma or the, the or, or the even simplicity terror. right right like, precisely yeah like it's it's so easy to say okay we're gonna ban this thing rather than like let's have a conversation about this thing and like the merits and uses yeah. and etc um i recently read jesus and john wayne and just listened mm-hmm. to um the author christian Cobus dumay talk about her book and everything and that's like that's the principle of a lot of evangelicalism is this is our enemy um let's point to communism let's point to uh feminism let's point to whatever we have an enemy mm-hmm. and we'll just Pretty construct ourselves theory. against that enemy and that's a super easy ideology to get behind because it tells you that the world is simple that there are clear rules that there's good and evil and that you just need to follow that and everything will be fine but Mm-hmm. The world is more complicated than that, and that's a much harder sell. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said about the type of culture we even live in as well, especially within a North American context, yeah. uh, where um, we've, over the course of time, have really been conditioned to kind of think in terms of like consumeristic um, simplistic consumeristic tendencies, where it's just like, give me something fast and easy. Yeah. And yeah. that becomes the most viable solution. Yeah. And, and I think there's merits to the idea in, in, in terms of like efficiency and, a, and mm. sort of like comparative effectiveness. But that, those, that type of thinking often tends to fall short, especially when dealing with complex issues such as indigenous rights, um, uh, providing voices for folks that haven't been heard uh, and kind of creating a space that uh, takes um that that takes into account everything i think that not not neither side can fully encapsulate within its own sphere but without mm-hmm. dialogue can never be fully realized if mm-hmm. that makes sense that's totally and like we're fed this narrative that this antagonism can be solved by a quick purchase or just a quick change of belief um just a quick and easy like change what you believe just buy this thing this will satisfy you this will solve the problem mm-hmm. and it's just and that's that's how religion is treated that's how society is treated that's how politics is treated mm-hmm. and it's just it's just not the case it's, it's bs mm-hmm. there's no ultimate solution there's yeah. no one thing that will ultimately satisfy and solve the antagonism that's inherent the quick easy solutions that promise ultimate satisfaction will always become idols and will never actually solve the problem. I mean, that's definitely me quoting Peter Rollins again, but like it wouldn't be a, a season two episode without <laughs> it. But it's true. Like, and maybe to go even a little Alan Wattsian here, we're never going to be completely whole. We're never going to be completely satisfied. We're never going to solve all the problems in the world. Yeah. We're never going to be able to, to do these massive, massive changes that are necessary. Alan Watts uses the Zen metaphor of a mosquito trying to bite an iron bull. It's ultimately fruitless. 
we're hopeless. We we can't ever ultimately fix it because it's just part of that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. And and in recognizing that and recognizing that hopelessness, that's when we can become free of it, become free of the the enslavement to trying to fix it. But to know that you can do nothing is the beginning. And then what comes next just happens and you become a part of it because you always were a part of it. And everyone, everything begins to benefit. But like it's it's embracing the hopelessness hmm. and then just starting with like your own life and doing what you can do Yeah, to make little changes. If you want to make those changes, if you want to help with the environment, start with something simple. Mm-hmm. Start with recycling or start with buying more environmentally friendly products or 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 supporting organizations in small ways or or do something where you end up going and helping um, volunteer somewhere to to plant trees or help clean up the world. Or if you're talking about social injustice, get in contact with organizations that are doing the work and help them like start with a small thing that you can actually do. But recognize that ultimately the real change comes from the shift in perspective, from the shift from this is a problem that requires this outside solution, this ultimate fix, because ultimately we can't do that. There is no ultimate solution. And instead recognizing the interconnectedness of things and, and, and shifting our, our sight from seeing the differences and the distinctions to seeing the, the unity in things, to seeing the entangledness, to seeing the, the oneness of things. And that perspective, that shift, that will begin to change the world. Because then it's not that we're saving some separate environment. We're no longer focused on anything as other. It's just all a part of us, a part of this. And we're not focused on the saving as much as the being. And once you start to be in connection with all of that, of course everything and everyone is included because they're all a part of you. Where else would they be? Who else would they be? To be present in this moment is to recognize that they're all a part of this. And of course you're going to work to benefit everyone because they're all you. So I guess my point is just let's stop focusing on trying to save everything and instead focus on reorienting our being our way of seeing and everything else will come with it and that's kind of the whole point of this podcast when i first started was to change the way we see that was why we called it 3040 vision because it's okay that we see imperfectly it's okay that we can't fix everything the important thing is to just be and live out from that space that person that self that includes everyone else that is interconnected with everything else yeah I've been I've been reading a lot of Henry Nouwen lately, partly for speaking prep and partly just because I really like reading Henry Nouwen. And he talks a lot about like community and especially like the church community, which is called to like such intense intimacy, but just also community in general. Like community is where the per- person you least want to be there is always going to be. And community is all about like how do we engage with one another even if we don't want to and he has very much a similar track where like you start with small steps you start with compassion forgiveness like dealing with somebody one-on-one um empathy because the moment the moment you try to say like how do i uh as a a small person solve global warming it's Mm -hmm. like well, you you can't like you can, but you can't. Um, but hey, how can I reduce my footprint? How can I do this or this? Okay, there's 
plenty of things we can do there. Mm-hmm. Be present be to the present. moment. That's all you can really do. You can worry about the past or the future all you want, but that doesn't change the fact that you're living now. Yeah. And ultimately, what you choose to do with that is what you choose to do. But regardless, it'll be the same outcome. You're here. So be present and deal with the situation now with mm. what you can do and not what you wish you could do or what you hope you can do in the future. This is all you have. So start there and start small. And start I think that's getting vaccinated. That's, start with getting vaccinated. <laughs> and like, honestly, like, listen, listen to your heart. That's cliche, but like, honestly, do it though. Mm-hmm. That's Emerson's whole shtick. Mm. I'm just also trying to summarize all my readings. For that. Yeah. Emerson's whole stick. Listen to your heart. A lot of people will try to tell you what to do or what not to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's to some extent that is necessary, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's also important to listen to what that inner self is telling you that true self. One might say, yeah. mm. um, because a lot of times in evangelicalism and Christianity as a whole, you're told to just ignore any yeah. level of conscience or that inner voice that is you mm-hmm. because it's, it's of the devil or whatnot when it's not yeah. be like, present, listen to your voice and follow love mm-hmm. because that's where love is right here right now like now one's entire framework is essentially like starting by knowing that you are loved and that you are the beloved and yep from that you can do anything because so much so much of our culture is spent trying to assert that and affirm that in ourselves from other people and from the things around us and society and it's like no you are already the beloved you don't need inherently Like, start your day, be confident in that, and then you can move on into community and whatever comes after that. Just by the fact that you are, yeah. you are beloved. That's mm-hmm. that's the whole point. I mean, that's yeah. what love is. Yeah. You don't say love was or love will be, but love is. Mm. It's here now. Love doesn't really work in the future or the past because mm. love is always present. Ooh. Love is the constant mm. now. Love is the the eternal now, one might even say. Yeah. Indeed. And I think it's also worth noting that such a such a process of learning how to love in this way is a lifelong process. Whatever True. that means True. to you in, in your yeah. space, whether um that comes through just your journey with the divine, whether that comes through your personal walk with, you know, in in your faith journey. Uh, I think a lot of I think there's something to be said mm-hmm. about the reality that it is a life process and that yeah. it requires um a lifelong of a lifelong effort of daily meditation. Yeah. And um and and constant like learning and mm-hmm. centering like, yourself. Precisely. Yeah. I think and, and I, yeah. Yeah. Especially in, in evangelicalism, you kind of get this message of like you need to be perfect yeah. now. Now, um, just, yeah. just do it. Be perfect. But like, mm-hmm. if I want to learn guitar, I'm not going to pick up a guitar and suddenly be an expert. If I want to be like be good at baseball, I'm not going to pick up a baseball and suddenly be mm-hmm. like Babe Ruth. Like, things take practice. Things take time. That's mm-hmm. the way things are meant to be. Um, there's no harm in, yeah. There's no harm in being imperfect. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You're you're fine now, just as you are. Mm-hmm. You don't need to change or do anything if you don't want to. Um, but if you do, it will take time. It takes time. But you are also just fine as you are right now. 
and you don't need to do anything. So it's like, I don't know, that, that dives back into purity culture and how you need to become something in order to be yeah. pure. I mean, that's that's what fundamentalism teaches. And that's just, I mean, again, BS. Coming to terms and learning that, it's not something you can do. It's something that happens to you. Mm-hmm. It's something that happens over time. That Alan Watts talks about that a lot too, that like you, you can you can try to like do all these things and uh, be ultimately ultimately saved or whatever but it's 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 a it's an act of grace yeah. grace ha- comes to you grace happens to you you don't you don't make it happen it just mm-hmm. it just happens and everyone experiences it differently and at different times and like richard Rohr talks about the second half of life and there's a reason that a lot of this deeper work happens in the second half of life you need the first half the years of grinding and and not understanding and and the antagonism and all of that in order to come to terms with how to deal with it in your second half of life. Like the shadow work is hard. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but it's worthwhile, I think. Exactly. And that's love. That's yeah. love all throughout it. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking a lot about Barfield's understanding of consciousness, mm. um, which I don't, I don't think we've talked about on this podcast at all. Maybe not much. Um, Cause this whole, his whole idea is like you start in, like united participation with everything and then you sort of break off as you develop self and you break off with the unity and you become self but then labels you re-enter into final participation and then you have a collection of individual selves becoming one and they retain their individuality but they also regain their unity and i feel like that's a cycle that doesn't happen just once. I think that's something we continue mm-hmm. doing throughout. We continue to break our conceptions and then return to our sense of self. We continue to like go through periods like this of division and like very little separation. And in that we discover more about ourselves and then we come back together and that just continues happening. And that's life. It's true. And you don't need to hold on to that individual self too tightly. It's true. Because it's just a it's just a label. It's just a bunch of titles and thoughts and things, and it'll change and it'll go away and come back, and that's okay. Like most things in life, I think everything's a cycle, it's, much like endings and beginnings. Mm-hmm. It's a flow. It's a flow, <laughs> and we're all a part of it, regardless of whether or not we want to be. <laughs> and like we're flowing down that river, we're in that cosmic ocean, we're the waves, and eventually we'll hit that shore. And then go back and be more water. <laughs> yeah. They talk about that in season four of The Good Place. <laughs> Everything returning to the wave. Yep. Just like this podcast, we'll return to digital space. Oh, wowza. We this, did it. This podcast is both the ocean and the wave. Yeah. <laughs> or just, or just we all are. Everything yeah. is. Everything is. The, That's the point. The mic Noah is holding is the ocean and the wave. It's true. And we only call it a mic because of our language. True. If you say mic, everyone has a different thought. No one has the same concept of the mic. Thanks, Derrida. Well, I mean, that's also Lacan, but you're right. (laughs) Sorry, just had to get a little lit theory in there. A little bit of lit. There you go. Are you going to take... Have you heard what your course list is yet? No, not yet. I'm still figuring that out. Everything's unknown. It's true. Everything's a mystery. And honestly, embrace them. Okay, you know what? That's, I feel like that's a good way to end this. Embrace the mystery. Mm-hmm. There's. You don't need to be certain. You don't need to be fully right about anything. Um, let go of that need. 
like go of the point and just be mm-hmm. in this mystery, which is the fun of it. Even when it comes to death, you don't know. Yeah. It'll just happen. And that's, you know, one more great adventure to quote Tolkien. Great white shores. Great white shores. I mean, they might not be white. That would, would maybe be a problem. Diverse shores. <laughs> great di- rainbow shores. Let's say rainbow shores. There we go. But I was going to say, maybe to end this off, what if you were to describe, both of you and me, um, your spiritual journey over the last two years, from where you started to where you ended up, how would you, and, and you don't need to go into detail, but like in a short couple paragraphs. Hmm. For both just, of us? Yeah, and me. Hmm. Like beginning okay. from like, Jul- let's say like June 2019. <laughs> Let's say like the school year of, of September twenty nineteen. Okay. Oh. Um, how would you describe that that shift, that change? One thing that I reflect alone on, I, I just read Pedenz's book, or one of Pedenz's books, um, Sin of Certainty. And basically what he talks about well he he talks about a lot of different things, but like the idea of like grief as like a central Christian thing comes up a lot and sort of like what the Bible encourages is less like certainty of true beliefs and facts as much as trust um, of like you have the divine and the love of the divine and you trust that. And I think that's sort of been, and like grief is a process to that. Like you don't grieve, you don't dread, you don't doubt unless you actually trust something. And I guess that's kind of what the past two years have been like, summer of 2019 was super super hard for me and i remember coming out of that really like struggling to find identity and i think in a lot of ways the pandemic has just sort of like emphasized that struggle but i also think there's a sense of just yeah like trust like whatever happens happens this is part of the process Mm. and i don't need to have certainty i don't need to know what is happening in the fall. I don't need to know what's happening tomorrow. I can just Mm. be, and that's okay. And Mm -hmm. just being increasingly led by trust and by love, both love of myself and love of those around me, rather than Mm. like, it's what I'm doing going to have consequences of cosmic proportions or something, Um, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what evangelicalism promotes is like, you need to be worrying about like, is what you're doing at this moment going to send you to hell? Which like, no, if you believe in like mm. a loving God, that's a dumb question. So anyway, yeah, I guess like being increasingly led by trust and love, hopefully mm. is sort of the trajectory that I feel. And what is grief if not love persevering? Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> okay, Got Matt, him. you can go next if you want. Sure. Oh man, I guess like in terms of, at least for myself, my personal faith journey, I think for me, um, having grown up generally within sort of a, um, not fundamentalist, but certainly more conservative background myself and having had the chance to kind of explore those ideas, um, both in, in, in multiple different contexts between classes at Ambrose to like various small groups um led by friends and whatnot i've had a chance to really um 
dive in the deep end, so to speak, when it comes to the um, multiplicity of perspectives. And um, that's definitely, I think, something that is a continually ongoing journey for me, though I think it would fall similarly to where Glendon, um, you mentioned sort of the core principles of your um, journey has been kind of trust and love. Um, and I think I would say that my journey kind of falls within the, that, that spectrum of development myself, mostly because I think as I've made a more intentional effort of really understanding, um, at least to some degree, the, uh, faith, which I firmly plant myself and believe in, um, I've come to recognize that the, the tenets that I had been told over the course of my life um while not um while not necessarily fully incorrect were certainly inadequate of i think the more complex and complete picture there's something valuable to be said about um this idea of meditation and continual study um i think that's something that's really important that not a lot of folks that would shall we say profess to the faith that I subscribe to <laughs> would necessarily um, fully embed themselves in, uh, at least to the degree where they begin to ask important questions, where they begin to examine the core um, teachings and, and to kind of like attempt to kind of like understand wisdom. <laughs> and for me, I've come to realize that like, the life that I live on this earth is important Mm -hmm. and it has significance um, Mm. because I believe in a loving God that um, desires so deeply to kind of, um, shall we say, renew (laughs) the space in which we're at because I know he has called it good and wants us to be stewards in that. Um, And again, it's like really understanding what that looks like and, um, beginning to pursue wisdom in its fullest sense has been one of the biggest parts of my journey at the very least. And it's definitely something I'm still getting, you know, still, still ironing out myself, Mm -hmm. but I definitely know that, you know, both trust, love, and honestly forgiving myself as I continue stumbling through this journey of understanding more is something that I definitely, um, have noticed in kind of my own faith and such. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. long and short of it for me. Yeah. Ooh, and for me, I mean, as probably the person here who would be the least likely to call themselves just strictly a Christian, it's been interesting to kind of differentiate and embrace a different different perspectives and i would say the key word for me because i feel like the keywords again glendon you had love and trust matt was wisdom and for me i'm gonna say openness Mm. openness to just the diversity of christ the diversity of love Mm. and how they just appear in in such a variety of ways in every moment and being open to that and embracing that and saying yes to every moment mm. here and now. And whether that means embracing nature or embracing 
a different perspective on something or embracing um a social issue or or people who have been uh, who've been oppressed or impacted and allowing myself to feel moved by that mm-hmm. and and do something about that in this moment and embracing even the the shitty stuff that happens on a regular basis because that's part of life too the good and the bad and not holding so tightly to what I would have said before is like absolutely right or absolutely wrong and being open Mm -hmm. and just embracing all of it as it is as much as I can. And that doesn't mean I always do Mm -hmm. because boy, I still have a, and we all still have egos and we, I know mine is, can be big and can definitely get in the way and that's okay too. Um, But it's just being so much more open to different things that I would have, especially like two years ago, wouldn't have been open to. Um, I mean, even just like, I mean, I've had tarot card readings done mm-hmm. on me, or I've had, I, I've in, embraced ast- astrology in ways that I wouldn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've read into Taoism and um, Buddhism and Hinduism. I mean, Hinduism is fundamental to Emerson's influence as well. Just different religions and different spiritualities and different means of experiencing what is in this moment and just being present to that as much as I can be. And really, ultimately, I am always present to it. It's just whether or not I recognize that, you know? Like, we're, we're all present. It's just whether we choose to see it that mm-hmm. way um, or see beyond that. And yeah, so that for me is like, I don't know, would I still call myself a Christian if someone asked? That's a good question that I'm probably going to have to answer come the fall. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a weird thing. I don't like labels, but that doesn't mean I don't, I still hold to a lot of Christian beliefs. Yeah. I mean, I still, when I still look at the world, it's still primarily as much as I've shifted mm-hmm. and I, I typically fall under the lens of non-duality, mm-hmm. but even that's just a label to some mm-hmm. extent, but still I see through the lens of Christianity yeah. and through Christ and, and I still use the concepts mm-hmm. and the labels and names found in Christianity because they're helpful to yeah. me and they're what I, what I know. But that I also just don't hold to the fact that that's the only way anyone can experience the divine. Sure. Mm. Um, and so, like, if you were to if you were to give me a statement of faith and ask me to sign it, I probably couldn't. Yeah. Not honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's okay, and um, that's a very, very Emersonian to just say. <laughs> I have my own version. And I think, yeah, okay. I, I I do genuinely think that's going to have to be the path for the future of the Western church, whatever that Mm. means is accepting that like the past 80 years of Western evangelicalism is just simply not the only way. Um, There is, this is a much richer faith tradition than that. And thank God for that. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Quoting Semler in our last episode. Okay. There you go. What a way to go out. I like it. And honestly, I feel like, I do want to say thank you to not only all of our listeners, but all of our guests who have spent time coming on here. I don't know if you listen to this episode because it's a wrap up, Mm. um, but we've had a lot of great guests. Yeah, we really have. I mean, from Sarah in episode, uh, what was it? Episode seven to, I mean, even my friend Orin was a, was a guest for at least a brief moment. I forgot about that told his dinosaur story yeah <laughs> and then obviously matt who's probably our only recurring guest who's a yeah recurring yeah 
he's a recurring guest. <laughs> and then I guess it, the the confessions person. Yeah. They were great. And then Maddie. That's a fun conversation. Maddie, Colin, Nikayla. Maddie, Colin, Nikayla, and then uh, Dee and Anna. Yeah. Uh, I like that we had some diversity this season, mm-hmm. finally. We did what we wanted. <laughs> Took us long enough, eh? We Took did us long what, enough. What we had set out to accomplish, and we did it. And there's there's something to celebrate about that. I'm so happy that last episode, it wasn't just two straight white guys talking about the gay community. Oh, could you Thank imagine? <laughs> that would have just... I, I couldn't have done it. Yeah. It would have been so, like... I don't want to say disrespectful, but, like, that's how I, I think feel. it would have been. Yeah, like... Like it's not that we couldn't have had a conversation. I just feel like it was so much better having a yeah. D and Anna on here. Because even mm. even when we like talked about Black Lives Matter, we didn't really yeah. talk about like white people's opinions on racism as much yep. as like here's what the church is doing and how it's really screwed up. Yeah, well, I was nervous about talking too much about that too because I w- I really wish we could have done something with that with a yeah. with someone who's a person of color who could actually talk about it. Um, but it is what it is. Um, and I'm just glad that we finally had some diversity this year. Yeah. Though, I mean, we did have that one episode with Colin where it was three straight white guys. Also, also <laughs> we had that episode with Ben where it was three white guys. Oh, I forgot Ben was again. Yep. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ben, for coming on. I feel bad. I literally <laughs> singled him out. Tanking her wow. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Social media. Yep. Cancel culture. Yeah. That was a thing. Cancel me. Noah wants to be canceled. No, I, it's terrifying. I don't think I can be canceled. I'm not popular enough. I'm I, that's what I said. You know, it's true. We had we had so many Taylor Swift albums come out. Oh yeah, we had we did we did we did we talk about, about that folklore. too. We talked about we didn't talk about the Fearless release, but I'm not nearly as attached I to Fearless. Didn't even listen to it. I've listened to it. I have the album. It's all right. <laughs> It is. It is. That's all I can say. Love story is still what it is. Yeah, and honestly, like to all our friends who have been involved and have listened to every episode, because I know you have. All all (laughs) ten of you. Yeah, I guarantee you. I feel like Matt is probably the only one that's listened to every episode besides Ben. I don't think that's true. (laughs) I don't know if that's true. You think someone else has listened to every single one? I think so. Okay. I hope you're right. I also um, also right. Miss Christensen. Thank you for listening. Who? I know you're listening. A teacher at Bear Spa Christian. Oh, what a hero! If if you've been listening this whole time, please uh, put a comment somewhere. <laughs> Throw Give it in the ratings. Reviews. Please ask us to come back in the fall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ask us to come back. We we want to feel loved. Is what we. Yeah, I need attention. Affirm us. Affirm Give us affirmation. <laughs> That's all we have. <laughs> um, to our friends who I will probably see maybe a couple more times before I leave forever. Thanks forever. for being there. Thanks for being there, even though you're not here now. No, it's going to go to a better place. Yeah, I'm going to a better place where they'll appreciate me and, and invite me over. We're going to take the oh, long no. journey. And to my roommates, including Ethan, who was here for a short time mm-hmm. before passing on before also going to a better place also going to a better well that's true he did go to a better place thank you for being here and for having just living life together in this pandemic which was kind of wild and like 
we all grew closer together. We all learned about things that annoy us about each other <laughs> and uh, became better friends because of it. And mm-hmm. zero out of 10 cool would not pandemic again, but true. It happened and we grew. So whatever it, it that's did. Right. That's exactly it. That's all you can do. And you can be grateful about things in, in light of that. Thank you. Genuinely. Thank you all. If you've listened mm-hmm. over the past yeah. two seasons. Um, yes, it's been wild. It's been wacky. We've had some nut butter moments. We've had some true, well, serious tear jerking moments. Um, were your tears jerked, Noah? My tears were jerking the whole time. Yeah, you better believe nope. it. What do you think the nut butter was from? Let's that was be that was true. Noah jerks his tears around a lot. Oh God! Um, wow, this is closing out in true thirty forty fashion. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't go the whole season without referencing nut no. butter. I mean, I should have worn my Ryan Johnson shirt for this episode. Damn it! That's well, okay. They can't see it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm Just... naked. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no. I, I did wear a Star Wars shirt. This is my Patrick H. Willem Star Wars shirt. Oh my goodness. That's good. That's sufficient. He showed up in a Mr. But... Beast episode. <laughs> Oh, fun! We've but... we we've had a great time this season, mm-hmm. and honestly, it's been a welcome distraction throughout the pandemic. True. At times, it's been it uh, it's been enlightening. It's been a um, source of just, community. A source of community, honestly, at times when we were all living apart. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And honestly, it's uh hopefully it's brought you a sense of comfort too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least a meaningful way of passing the time while yeah. doing your laundry. It's true. Or driving around. Do you or take like two hours sex. to do your laundry? I... <laughs> or various other chores. But <laughs> I'm very glad Glendon talked over what I just said. So Now I want to hear it. Dang. It's too late. Now. I said, or having sex. Could you imagine listening to this no, podcast? No, babe. A 3040 vision stays on during sex. <laughs> oh, no. Speaking of which, did you know that Matt never takes his socks off when he goes to bed? What a criminal. Oh, man. Why are you talking? What a heathen. What? Wow. Cancel no, Matt Cancel We need to you're, other You're Matt. already airing your dirty laundry. You're wearing it to bed. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's not going to be very airy. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, rest in peace. Imagine the sweat. It's 30 degree weather and you're wearing are socks you doing in that, bed. like, this week when it's, like, I have a top sheet and that's all I have on. Oh. I mean, like, that's... also, also, like... Oh. pajamas and stuff but like and are you socks. wearing socks right now i i'm not wearing socks right now <laughs> me neither <laughs> sorry we oh, we just no. boost matt to end off our season yeah Oof. poor guy that's the way that's the way it goes well you know we're really ending it off in true 3040 fashion it's true 3040 is fashion is the name of our um apparel line <laughs> <laughs> coming fall 2021 <laughs> oh Fresh from London, Ontario. There I'm just going to go. steal a bunch of shirts. Yeah. I mean, what? We're going to have a Ben shirt. We're going to have a Ryan. <laughs> we're going to have a Taylor Swift shirt. Please tell us we have a nut butter shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to. Straight away. That, oh, a good. dinosaur shirt. Throw- I kind of love this and want it to happen, but also it's just we wouldn't sell any. <laughs> if any of you wants to kickstart our yeah. <laughs> merch campaign, not we'll a set up a GoFundMe. <laughs> please uh, if you listen to this podcast and you appreciate the community that you have built over the course of our our episodes in this pandemic true. please donate please it's all we have left so for potentially the last time 30 40 funding 
30. God. <laughs> no, don't God, let it end I'm like trying this. Trying to wrap it up. We have such wrap a it up, good rant. Do it quick before, do it before 30, Glennon 40. derails us again. Uh, it's been a good run, and hopefully it continues. Um, let us know. Make sure the, that it does. Um, it's up to you, the fans. It's up to you, the fans. And for maybe the last time, good night, Seattle. So long, Toronto. Merry Christmas. Happy Easter. And, um, and hold me down and call me daddy. No. That's what you'd no, like, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> this is 3040 Division signing off. Stay frosty. Later, gamers. Yeah.